you are Locked On Orioles, your daily Baltimore Orioles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Orioles fans. Today is Wednesday, July 14th, 2021, and welcome back in to the Locked On Orioles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I am your host, Connor Newcomb, and coming up on today's episode, we will recap the events from Colorado and Coors Field on Tuesday night as the 2021 MLB All-Star Game commenced with Cedric Mullins in the starting lineup. Played five innings in the field, got two at-bats as well, and we will break it all down, especially the fact that he had a hit stolen from him for absolutely no reason at all. Then we're also going to take a bit of a look at day three of the draft for the Orioles. Final day of the MLB draft was on Tuesday, rounds 11 through 20 in this year's 20-round draft. And we will give you a little blurb on each of the 10 players that the Orioles selected in the final day of the draft, plus the one player they have already signed to an undrafted free agent contract after the draft as well. Give you a short little breakdown on each guy and uh, hoping that they all do sign with the Orioles and get into the system as soon as possible. But that's all coming up on this episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast, which is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the app and join me every week to get in on the action and talk Orioles with some other O's fans over at Spotify Greenroom, changing the way we talk sports. So today we start with the All-Star Game, played on Tuesday night at Coors Field in Denver, Colorado. And it was a fun one. Final score, the AL wins again. They beat the NL 5-2. That is the eighth consecutive All-Star Game victory for the American League. And uh, you look at it, and uh, here's my thing. You know, maybe if the NL wants to win All-Star Games, maybe they put in the DH. That seems to be uh, helping for the AL. But the American League wins it. Uh, Vladdy Guerrero Jr. was the MVP of the game. He hit a 468-foot solo home run uh, in the top of the second inning off of Corbin Burns to give the AL a one to nothing lead. Uh, he also drove in a run as well on a fielder's choice later in the game in the fifth and uh, helped the AL to their 5-2 to two victory. Pitching for the American League was outstanding. Uh, only Chris Bassett and Gregory Soto gave up runs, uh, but they used nine different pitchers for the nine innings, and um, everybody was, was fairly dominant um, across the board. Really the only trouble they were in was Bassett, uh, in his inning in the sixth, loaded the bases with two outs, uh, threw a wild pitch that allowed a run to score, uh, but then got a key out to get out of the inning. And then in the eighth inning, uh, Matt Barnes, the Red Sox closer, he loaded the bases, and uh, on a 3-0 pitch with two outs and the bases loaded, Chris Bryant hit a shot to left, and Jared Walsh out in left field made a nice play uh, to save a couple of runs. And then the runs for the AL uh, they actually got two of them off of Trevor Rogers and two of them off of Corbin Burns, who each struggled um, a little bit in the game. But a good All-Star game, and of course what made it a great All-Star game is the fact that Cedric Mullins was the starting center fielder for the American League team, hitting ninth in the AL lineup. And uh, he got to show things off in the ball game on Tuesday night. Got himself two at-bats, uh, his first A.B., of course, uh, Facing a tough pitcher, Corbin Burns has been one of the best starters in the NL this year. Corbin Burns struck him out uh, with a cutter on the outside corner uh, that Mullins swung through. But then he came up in his second at-bat, and frankly, you know, 
he got a hit. He faced Trevor Rogers, the outstanding rookie left-hander for the Miami Marlins. And uh, with a runner on second and nobody out after Teoscar Hernandez had doubled uh, to lead off the fifth inning, Mullins hits a ground ball up the middle. Uh, Brandon Crawford, who's playing shortstop, comes over. And, uh, you know, it was kind of deep in the hole, slowly hit ground ball. He bobbled it a little, then picked it up, looked at first, and made no throw. And uh, it was initially called a hit, which it should have been, because Cedric Mullins, with that speed, would have beaten that ball out anyway. Everyone was happy. And then the official scorer changes it to an error. And when you're official scoring the All-Star game, why are you calling anything an error unless it's egregious? I mean, this should have been a hit anyway, but what what's the power trip you're on? as the official scorer for the All-Star Game. Guess what, buddy? The the rules of the All-Star Game, they even changed them from even further from the regular baseball rules this year. Guess what? Shohei Otani was the starting pitcher for the AL. He also started the game as the DH, and then they just kind of allowed pinch hitters at DH as J.D. Martinez and then Nelson Cruz came in as DHs, and they didn't have to come in as pitchers. It didn't matter. They just changed the rules because it's the All-Star Game. Uh, there were multiple scenarios where pitchers faced less than three batters and technically broke the three-batter minimum rule. Guess what? doesn't really matter. It's the All-Star game. And so I know it's kind of a small thing, and I'm sure Cedric Mullins doesn't care much, but you know the fact that you take away a hit from a guy in his first All-Star game um, because you're on some sort of power trip um, and getting real technical with error versus hit. And that's the other thing. It's not like this was just a, a true error and we're just mad that Cedric Mullins got on base but wasn't rewarded for it. This was a hit. He would have beat this out. He's got the best speed on that team. I just, I, I don't understand what 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 goes through your mind as official scorer to think you're so important to call that an error. But he should have had a hit. Uh, his speed ended up helping a run score um, a couple plays later. His speed allowed it to, uh, a ground ball that could have been a double play to just be an out at first, allowed a run to score. And then uh, he ended up scoring uh, the fourth run of the day for the American League as well on a uh, RBI knock from Xander Bogarts. So he played five innings in the field, uh, made a couple of catches on fly balls. We'll say he had a hit, a one for two with a strikeout, single, and a run scored, and then was uh, replaced in center field by Adolis Garcia, uh, the center fielder for the Texas Rangers. But uh, great night for Cedric Mullins. Awesome to see him announced in that AL All-Star starting lineup. Awesome to see him out there on the field, of course, representing the Orioles as the only guy from Birdland in the All-Star game. And awesome to see him produce in the game as well. Again, we're saying he got a hit. He scored a run. Um, great job by Cedric Mullins, and uh, just awesome to see, of course, where he has come from. You know, he finished the 2019 season in AA. It was right around this point in 2019 when he was actually demoted from AAA down to AA Bowie. That's where he finished off basically the entire second half of the season, and now here we are. He's an all-star. He, you know, leads basically every AL outfielder in hitting categories. He's been the best player for the Baltimore Orioles this year, and we went from, you know, is Cedric Mullins sealing a fourth outfielder, and is he really a future major leaguer? Two years later, we're saying Cedric Mullins needs an extension from the Baltimore Orioles to be really their center fielder of the next good Orioles team, and that's just a, it's just a fantastic feeling, and just so happy for Cedric, who, again, you know, we talk about the draft coming up next, and you know, you're going to hear names of guys in the 12th, 13th, 14th, 15th round, and you're not going to think anything of it. Cedric Mullins drafted in the 13th round out of Campbell by the Orioles. Now look at him. He's an all-star. Same kind of thing John Means. You know, if he's healthy, he would have been the Orioles' second all-star. 11th round pick for the Orioles out of West Virginia. So, uh, you know, 
these picks matter later in the draft. They can turn into all-stars, and they have for the Orioles. So that'll get us right to uh, our next segment. You know, Can any of these final 10 picks by the Orioles, as they made draft selections in rounds 11 through 20, on Tuesday, in the final day of the 2021 MLB Draft on day three. Can any of these guys be future All-Stars and be some of these steals later in the draft? Well, coming up next, we'll do a quick little blurb on all 10 players that the Orioles drafted, plus an 11th player, a catcher who they signed as an undrafted free agent, and uh, we'll talk a bit about their games and what they can bring to the Orioles system. That's coming up after the break. So we'll get to our recap of day three of the draft for the Orioles in just a second. But first, dinner time can be chaotic. But with Freshly, it's easy. Their chefs take care of your meals a few nights a week and take the pressure off you. Freshly offers chef-made, nutrient-packed, delicious meals delivered fresh to your door with no cooking required. And Freshly can fit your lifestyle with a variety of plans and meals to pick from that work or for your dietary needs, preferences, tastes, and they have family size as well. And right now, Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off your first two orders when you go to Freshly.com slash locked on. Again, listeners, you can try Freshly for just $6.16 per meal. So stop searching the internet for healthy food near me every night and start living life freshly. And stop stressing about dinner. Go to Freshly.com slash locked on for $40 off your first two orders. That's Freshly.com slash locked on for $40 off your first two orders. And today's episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast is also brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Spotify Greenroom is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting rooms for Locked On Orioles once a week. Yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. Green Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. And you may even have a chance to chat with me and maybe even get featured here in the Locked on Orioles podcast through our Green Room conversations. So go download the free Spotify Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. And follow me at Connor Newcomb to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it as I'm planning to be live every single week and I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the Orioles. So see you there at Spotify Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. So, of course, Cedric Mullins starting the All-Star game on Tuesday night was the highlight of the night for Orioles fans, just like Trey Mancini in the Home Run Derby was the highlight on Monday. But there was still other big stuff going on for this Orioles team, and it was once again the MLB Draft. This time, day three, the final day of the draft, rounds 11 through 20 in the 2021 version as uh, this year the draft just 20 rounds remember it's been 40 for a while it was 50 rounds before that they cut it to five rounds in 2020 they jump back up to 20 rounds this year this does kind of seem like the number they're going to stick with for a while as the draft becomes smaller but of course on Sunday night the Orioles took Colton Kowser with the fifth overall pick in the first round then in rounds two through ten the Orioles got ten solid players mostly hitters a lot of college outfielders on Monday On Tuesday, the Orioles finally started getting some pitchers, and they ended up picking up a lot of arms in the final day of the draft. So just like we did on yesterday's episode, and if you missed it, go back and listen to that one, where we broke down, you know, basically all the picks that the Orioles made in day two of the draft. Today, just wanted to give you a quick rundown here on day three of the draft, and maybe, you know, a little bit of deeper prospects here that the Orioles brought in, and uh, we'll see if they can sign all these guys, but wanted to get you just a little 
bit of info on each guy. So it starts with the Orioles' first pick of the day, the 11th round pick number 317 overall. And they went with a right-handed pitcher, Dylan Hyde, a Division II arm out of Pittsburgh, Johnstown. Now, this is the second straight year that the Orioles have gotten a player from Pitts Johnstown. They actually signed a two-way player, Isaiah Kearns, as an undrafted free agent last year. However, Kearns has not played a minor league game with the Orioles yet. Not sure what is going on with him. He's currently on the restricted list in the system. But the Orioles get Dylan Hyde this time, and he was fantastic. A 137 ERA, 105 Ks, and just 15 walks in 59 innings. This season was a Division II All-American. He threw a no-hitter this year, and uh, he's got a big fastball up, 93 to 95 miles an hour, one of the best Division II pitchers in the country. In the 12th round, the Orioles, uh, with pick number 347, went with another pitcher. They went with a right-hander, Justin Armbruster, a righty out of New Mexico, starting pitcher who was the 2021 Mountain West Conference Pitcher of the Year. Threw 78 innings this year as the ace for New Mexico, 358 ERA, 101 strikeouts, and just 21 walks. A guy who actually pitched two years at the Division Three level at Pacific Lutheran before transferring to New Mexico and uh, becoming the best pitcher in his conference as a senior. He also had a 17-strikeout complete game against Fresno State this year. A bigger guy with some really good stuff. 13th round, pick number 377. Orioles went back to the Division II level. Jacob Teeter is the pick, a left-handed hitting first baseman out of Division II Florida Southern. He slashed 329, 485, 618 with seven home runs this year. He's had a pretty good career. He was his conference freshman of the year back in 2018. Uh, also had a good, really good summer on the Cape Cod League back in 2019. Six foot six, big body from the left side. 14th round for the Orioles, pick number 407. They went with another pitcher, right-handed pitcher Daniel Lloyd, uh, a relief pitcher out of South Carolina. He was really good for the Gamecocks this year, was kind of their high-leverage reliever. 41 innings, a 307 ERA, 42 strikeouts, and 16 walks. Uh, he had a really good time in the NCAA Regionals, throwing six scoreless innings over two games, closed out a couple of wins. He wasn't very good his first two years in college, had an ERA over eight those first two years, uh, but he finally settled into his role and uh, found his stuff this season. 15th round pick was honestly a really exciting one for the Orioles. Pick number 437 overall. Right-handed pitcher Keegan Gillies out of Tulane. Second Tulane player that the Orioles took in this draft. Uh, he's an older guy, fifth-year senior at Tulane. So already about 23 years old. But he seems, you know, like he could get through the minor league system really, really quickly as a reliever at this age. A point. 9-6 ERA for him this season out of the two-lane bullpen. In 28 innings, he struck out 44, walked 17, and allowed just 13 hits. Um, again, you know, he's kind of gone back and forth. He did start for a while for Tulane, uh, but he has found his role in the bullpen. He's six foot eight, a right-hander who can touch 99 with a fastball and a big overhand curveball. I think he might be, out of this draft class, potentially one of the first guys to make the major leagues, maybe besides Colton Kowser. 16th round for the Orioles, pick number 467, another pitcher, another right-hander in Peter Van Loon, a starting pitcher out of UC Irvine. A 4-4-2 ERA for him this season, 73 innings, 87 strikeouts. Uh, he had a really good 2020 in the shortened season. And uh, another guy who played two years of junior college and then transferred to UC Irvine, guy who really likes to use his breaking ball, and that's how he is able to get hitters out. 
Next up in the 17th round, we go to the right-handed pitcher Ryan Long, another smaller college guy out of Division Three Pomona Pitzer out in California. This was a guy who did not pitch in 2021. Uh, his school at the Division Three level had their 2021 season canceled after having a shortened 2020 season. He did have a 3.80 ERA in 2020, uh, but in his college career, he threw 92 innings at a 3.61 ERA, 59 strikeouts to 19 walks. He did. Did pitch on the Cape this summer, uh, pitched okay, and is another tall right-hander uh, who throws in the mid-90s. He is six foot six with a really electric fastball. 18th round, pick number 527. Orioles go with, you guessed it, another college pitcher. It's the right-hander Connor Grady, one of the starters for Florida State over the last few seasons. A uh, four-year guy for Florida State with a 3.86 career ERA. This year, the ERA 4.05, but he did have 99 strikeouts to just 19 walks in 73 innings. Uh, he's got a low 90s fastball, uh, but he throws a lot of off-speed pitches. One of those guys who kind of relies on his slider and changeup um, even more than his fastball. So kind of an interesting pitcher there. 19th round, another college pitcher for the Orioles at pick number 557. They went with the right-handed reliever Alex Pham out of San Francisco. He was kind of a, you know, he was a reliever, but, you know, he pitched in bulk this year, kind of threw in a lot of different scenarios. Ended up with a 4.39 ERA in 55 innings. He struck out 72. He did walk 32, which is a little high, but got good strikeout stuff. Uh, was a four-year reliever for San Francisco with a career 3.60 ERA and had 11 saves. Um, likes to work the high fast ball and is definitely uh, has some experience in a lot of different high leverage roles. And then the Orioles' final pick uh, in the 20th round, uh, they went back to the outfield. Another college outfielder with pick number 587. It was Trendon Craig, a right-handed hitting outfielder out of Lewisburg College, a junior college, which is the same junior college that Cedric Mullins played at before he transferred to Campbell. And then the Orioles drafted him. Craig, uh, an incredible junior college season this year, hit 420 with a 546 on base at 14 home runs. He stole 47 bases in his two junior Juco years, and uh, he is committed to transfer to NC State at the D1 level, so the Orioles are going to have to use some of that extra money uh, they saved with drafting Colton Kowser, most likely, uh, to get Trendon Craig to sign, because, you know, obviously NC State, a great program, who was very close to, to winning it all in the College World Series this year, so they're going to have to pay him a little more um, to get him to Birdland. So those are the draft picks for the Orioles. They did also uh, get one undrafted free agent signing uh, shortly after the draft ended on Tuesday afternoon. Uh, there should be a few more of those trickling in, but the first one so far for the Orioles is Virginia's starting catcher Logan Michaels, uh, who was a three-year starter behind the dish for Virginia after playing two years at the junior college level at Madison College in Wisconsin. Solid hitter this year, 253 average, 348 on base, nine doubles, one homer, uh, but has always been a defense first catcher. He uh, really for three years has been one of the best defensive catchers in the nation, uh, good at blocking pitches, good receiver, great throwing arm, throws out a lot of guys, and is really athletic back there as well. And uh, he also had that really cool moment in the College World Series this year against Tennessee when he hit his first home run of the season to give Virginia the lead in the College World Series. It came on Father's Day with his dad in the stands, his dad a pancreatic cancer survivor who was getting to watch him in person really for uh, one of the first times in a while you know, due to his health concerns and the pandemic. 
and everything surrounding crowds. Um, it was really, really a cool moment there, and that's what Michaels was kind of known for this year, but really should be known for that great defense behind the plate. So that is kind of the group of guys the Orioles brought in on day three, and, and there you have it, you know, 21 uh, draft selections for the Orioles, plus one undrafted free agent signing so far. So if everyone signs, it'll be tw- at least 22 new players coming into the Orioles system. And again, uh, down the road over the next weeks and months, we're going to try to at least dedicate one segment to all 22 of these guys and potentially more um, if the Orioles bring in some more undrafted free agents. Uh, so look ahead to that. But uh, we got one more break here on the podcast. Uh, but when we come back, we start looking forward to uh, more Orioles baseball than uh, of guys that are already on the team, minor leagues and major leagues, as the All-Star break is winding down and baseball coming back. We'll tell you about uh, what's coming up tomorrow on the pod and, and talk a little bit more Orioles when we return from this break. So we're back to the Orioles talk in just a second, but first got to tell you about Built Bar. And how about this new limited time flavor? Built Grasshopper Cookie. Available this week only. You can get this new flavor. What does it taste like? This is Built Bar version of the classic Thin Mint Cookie. All the flavor without all the sugar. The Grasshopper Cookie Bar has just 150 calories. It's got 17 grams of protein and it only has 5 grams of sugar. So you can add this one to your rotation of all the delicious Built Bars like raspberry, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and much, much more. And that's the thing. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're all healthy too. Most of the bars have 17 grams of protein and calories ranging from 130 to just 180. So order today. Get the Grasshopper Cookie, maybe the Raspberry, or whatever flavor you might like. So go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So the draft is now officially over for the Orioles. Again, 20 rounds done. They select 21 players. They sign one undrafted free agent. And as I mentioned, they'll probably sign one or two more. Uh, But there's not going to be as many undrafted free agents signed because there is now officially a cap on the amount of players you can have on your system. And you can have only 180 minor leaguers. And that really adds up, you know, between the four teams plus the Dominican Summer League and the FCL. And so there are, you know, not going to be as many undrafted free agents. We know the Orioles had a really successful undrafted free agent class back in 2020 that's been really good so far but you know maybe Logan Michaels he could potentially be the only one that the Orioles sign but the other thing you have to look out for you know the Orioles at the very least maybe not at the very least because you never know if all the draft picks will sign but if they have their way you know they're going to have at least 22 new players into the system and you know right now if you look at it the Orioles are not you know 22 players under that 180 number so something that happens every year around the draft is players do get released from uh, minor league systems but because of this smaller cap this year and the less minor league teams there's actually probably going to be more guys who are getting released from minor league systems not just for the Orioles but across Major League Baseball so that's going to be something uh, to keep note of as well you know maybe guys who are struggling in the lower minor leagues or guys who have been jumped around a lot to different uh, minor league affiliates we're going to try to stay on top of that as well you know which of these guys are getting released from the system and it's unfortunate that uh, that it happens. You know, you would like for there to be more minor league jobs that they hadn't, you know, cut minor league teams. And the Orioles used to have more affiliates, obviously. Every team did until this year. Uh, but that's something we're going to keep an eye on going forward here on the pod as well. And it's great to have these 22-plus new guys into the system. And, again, we'll keep you updated and try to get a segment on each one and get you updated, you know, when they sign, how much they sign for, and when they start playing minor league baseball later this summer with the Orioles. But it's also something to keep an eye on 
uh, the other side of this that guys are going to get cut and uh, you know lose their jobs in minor league baseball. But uh, you know the Orioles obviously bringing in again the new players from the draft, and we're going to go back to the top guy from the draft on tomorrow's episode. Of course, Colton Cowser was the Orioles' pick in the first round, number five overall, the outfielder out of Sam Houston State. And uh, we broke him down some on uh, Monday's episode, right after Sunday night's draft, but we wanted to look deeper into Cowser, specifically his three-year college career at Sam Houston State. So Jason Barfield is going to join us back on the podcast tomorrow. Now, he has been on this pod once before. Uh, he actually joined us back in May to talk about Jordan Cannon, the catcher in Delmarva, who got off to a really good start to his season. Uh, He is currently on the injured list, but was playing really well before that. Cannon, who played his college baseball at Sam Houston State, and him and Kowser are going to be reunited in the Orioles system. But we had Jason on to talk about Cannon, then all of a sudden, the Orioles take another Sam Houston State guy, so why not go back to Jason Barfield? He is the play-by-play voice of Sam Houston State baseball, and he's going to join us tomorrow to talk all about Colton Kowser's college career, how good of a hitter he really is, what his other tools are, and uh, you know, really his development over three years, and when they knew as a program that not only did they have a special player, but they had a potential top 10 pick in the middle of their lineup. So that is all coming up tomorrow. Uh, before we go here today, I did have to tell you about another podcast here on the network. That is the Locked On Today podcast. And today on the Locked On Today podcast, this is Shohei Otani's world, and we are all just living in his greatness. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. So tomorrow we are back with you with Jason Barfield from Sam Houston State to talk about Colton Kowser and uh, his college career and uh, what we can expect from him as the Orioles' first-round pick enters the system and start playing minor league baseball with the O's here in a couple weeks. That's all coming up on tomorrow's episode. But until then, I'm Connor Newcomb, and this has been the Locked On Orioles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.